Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry and as usual I'm here with Bobby. Today we're going to be going through a few things. going to start off by talking about Everton though. So recently Everton, uh, as I'm sure many people are aware, will have sacked uh, their manager Rafa Benitez. They're currently 16th in the Premier League. Um, they've had quite a few names linked with them. Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, uh, Mourinho and Roberto Martinez, just some of them. Uh, let's start off with Rafa though, Bob. Uh, what did you make mm-hmm. of it? Do you think it was the right decision? from the club I think it was definitely the right decision yeah uh, obviously we've seen how bad they've been recently and just in this whole season in general to be honest obviously we know that they're sat like what didn't they have like a 10 game loss streak I think yeah it's something crazy something like, like that, that. Mm. yeah honestly it was it was definitely the right call he wasn't really leading him anywhere the only positive I think I could say is the two signings he made have probably been their best players yeah, honestly, the oh, Townsend and Damari Gray have probably been their the two best performers. So yeah, it, it was definitely the right call, but it was it was never really going to work, was it? Like that that was understand. that was what I was just going to say was, do you think it was one of those ones that was doomed from the start? I mean, the fans never wanted him in the first place because of his history mm. with Liverpool. Um, yeah, so it was always going to be doomed to fail. But it's a bit. It, you look at all the Liverpool fans at the moment when he got sacked of. Um, like congratulating him on his his agent job, getting the director of football like sacked, getting mm-hmm. loads of key staff out there, getting them that low down the table, and then mm-hmm. and then getting fired. But yeah, what do you think the expectations are meant to be for Everton? Because they always seem to be one of those teams that expect to be like sixth, seventh place each season, yet never mm-hmm. achieve it. Where do you think they should realistic, sorry, realistically, be aiming for in the league at the moment? It depends on their ambition and how much money they're willing to spend. Obviously, we've seen over the years they've spent a lot of money, which would indicate that they should be in those six, seven, eight places, but they spend it in the terrible names. Obviously, they spent 40 million on Alex Wobi, about was it 40, 35 million on he who shall not be named? Uh, Mr. Iceland himself. <laughs> I can't think of any whoever they spent a lot of money on. Those are the two that spring to mind that haven't worked, but they've had a, they've, they've been through a lot of players. I think. I saw a stat saying that in their current squad, they've got about players that have been signed by seven different managers in their starting 23 Premier League team. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely think that they're just really badly run and they're definitely spending money in the wrong ways, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. You've you've seen over the years, like, managers, I think they had uh, Sam Allardyce came in for a short period of time yeah. to, to steady the ship. They had Marco Silva, Komen in there, like... Also, the most recent one before Rafa Ancelotti, it seemed at the start uh-huh. to be working working really well for him, and they were they were doing quite well in the league. Yeah, they were. Um, but then something clicked, and then obviously he went off to Real Madrid, um, and, then, and then they ended up with Rafa. Um, it's interesting. You look at the names linked: Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard. Jose said mm-hmm. he's not going to do it, and it doesn't look likely that Roberto Martinez will go back because of the World Cup. No. Yeah. Um, do you think that for Frank Lampard that would be a good a good job to take? Uh it could be, but it is a bit of a doom ship, you know. Like he had a, a decent spell at Chelsea. Obviously, to their standards, it wasn't good enough. That's why he's gone. I don't think he's a terrible manager. I don't know. I feel like that's quite a difficult situation to handle, like kind of being thrown in the deep end. Obviously, he might be able to turn it around, maybe promote some of the youth. At Everton, like he did at Chelsea, definitely with Abraham, you know, Mason Mount, Reese James, giving them a lot of game time. So, yeah, I do think that it might work depending on how the system goes at Everton, but it is definitely would be quite a challenge for any manager, to be honest. 
Yeah, on the on the subject, if you look at Frank Lampard, obviously he turned down the Norwich job because they were they were too far down the league, or he wasn't going to get enough money to to play with there. Um, yeah, where do you think he needs to be looking? Because if he's turning down Norwich, um, obviously Everton, he might he might go there. Do you think maybe Frank Lampard needs to to be a bit ambitious and just take a job because? Obviously, you don't want to rush things, but otherwise you yeah. just stay about unemployed for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of depends on how quickly he wants to get back out there, doesn't it? I think it, it, he worked at Derby for a little while, wasn't it? Did yeah, it was a year season he was there. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know how amazing he did. Obviously, I think it was okay. But I think he definitely needs to start at a lower-level Premier League team. Like, I don't think Norwich was quite the level for him. Maybe... Maybe maybe Everton is right for him. I don't know. It could definitely be right if they lowered their expectations. And maybe that's what Everton need to do. They need to restart. They need to promote their academy and their youth and you know get a, a backbone to their team and start building around the younger players. Because I, I don't think Everton spending more and more money like they have before is going to actually improve their situation at all. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. One, obviously, um, Wayne Rooney's been linked. And with the state of Derby at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if he seriously went for the job because obviously yeah. he's Everton legend and to be fair he's not doing a, that bad of a job at Derby considering the circumstances um, mm-hmm. but we'll move on from then to talk about one of the biggest topics in the Premier League at the moment the cancellations of games we've seen many games cancelled recently for, for Covid mm-hmm. injuries yeah. African Cup of Nations as well because there are many players across the whole league are away for that um, obviously yeah. the most major one recently was the North London Derby that got a lot of media attention Um Mm-hmm. What do you make of the cancellations, and do you think the Premier League needs to kind of change the rules about how they can be cancelled? Because otherwise, people are going to use it biasly for for the getting yeah. their best eleven out. I don't. If I'm honest, I don't know what the rules are at the moment. Considering cancellations, I don't know what you have to have in order to to warrant a cancellation. Obviously, there was a lot of stick for Arsenal when we got the Tottenham game called off, even though. Liverpool false, uh, faked positive uh, coronavirus tests, but there seems to be much more coverage on Arsenal's uh, cancellation than that one. But yeah, I don't really know what is the rules. I think is that the, the issue with everyone because yeah. everyone's pointing fingers, but they don't, don't actually know what they are. I do think it is a bit ridiculous. Like I feel like it would be a good time to just allow younger players to, to have a chance. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. And, you know, the, the, the clubs buy so many players and spend so much money. We can't just be calling off games because our best players are injured. That's not in the spirit of the game, I guess most people would say. Yeah, it's interesting because Gary Neville made a, a big point of it. I think it was against the, on the Brighton game the other day when he was saying mm-hmm. that obviously you've got these many players in your squad, like you just said there. You need to make it so you either play the game or you forfeit it because they've got more than enough players to, to to play the game simply. So there's, there's no real reason to cancel it. Um, yeah. Do you think that obviously I know uh, you're saying about Arsenal, they're getting a lot of stick for it. Um, do you think that it was unfair of the club to, to cancel? Obviously I know they were playing within the rules, but mm-hmm. to, to cancel for a lack of players and then loan players out like they have done recently. Yeah. I don't know about that. Obviously I think, uh, I think Maitland-Niles was sold prior to the cancellation being made and then obviously Pablo Mari was sold a few days after. I don't know what difference I would have made because obviously 
he's a centre back, and I don't know, is it? It would it be if we have the ability to play a centre back at midfield, say? Would that mean that selling him is unjustified, or do you think? So is selling him justified because he's a centre back and we had enough centre backs, or should we should ethically we play centre backs in midfield and have not sold that player so that we could play the game? Uh, well, I mean, I think I mean? yeah, I think it's interesting because if you look at it, obviously, if you have lots more centre backs than you do unknown midfielders or strikers, then you're going to come across mm-hmm. that issue. But then maybe you could suggest that you switch to a shape that either has more centre-backs or you will have to train someone. I know when Everton were, it was when their game was not going to be called off and then it did get called off. I know that um, there were reports that Pickford was training as a midfielder in training, um, (laughs) which would have been quite funny to see, to be fair. But I think you would have to, I think if you're claiming you haven't got enough players, but you do, then you would have to play someone out of position like you would yeah. if you don't have a left back because of injuries, you're going to have to put someone else in there. But uh-huh. it's it's iffy. Arsenal were playing the rules, so you can't yeah. really complain about them when many other clubs are doing the same. I think it's they also taken advantage of the situation. Yeah, aren't we? I think Liverpool have been very guilty of it, um, as you said, like with cases and stuff, and Klopp mm-hmm. trying to get games called off because he's not there. He's testing positive, or one of his assistants is testing positive. Is a load of rubbish. Like, why? Mm-hmm. What that doesn't make an effect because you can just talk to them through AirPods, like Arsenal did. Yeah. Uh, when Mikel was away. Um, uh-huh. So it's a bit of a thing, but I think the ref- Premier League needs to change those rules. Um, we also mm-hmm. recently heard the news that Bamiang will be returning from the African Cup of Nations, reportedly due to heart problems, which was what was put out in the news. And then before we recorded this, he's come out saying that he doesn't have any heart problems after a medical. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but he's had a tough yeah. season so far, kind of self-inflicted though, with poor attitudes as well as poor performances. Um, uh-huh. What are your thoughts on the situation with him at Arsenal at the moment? It's such a difficult one to, to think about because obviously we know somewhere in him, there is that player that he had for the, the, first two two and a half years of his his time at Arsenal so it's so difficult to manage because do you just say you know thank you for the memories or whatever that classic saying but you know there's not much you can do for us anymore or do you persevere and try and get him back into the team obviously I I will stand behind any Arsenal player because you know at the end of the day they're an Arsenal player who's our captain for a decent amount of time so I don't I am not under the agenda that I want the Bamiyang out he's ruining my club sort of thing but I'm also like, maybe it is time for him to move on because there seems to be, you know, disciplinary issues. That's why he was stripped of the captaincy a few weeks ago. So yeah, maybe it just sometimes you can just tell when it's not quite right, and it doesn't it doesn't feel right for him to leave soon. It feels premature, but you know, sometimes things have to end sooner than you think in in, in football. So yeah, I, I do. I would, if I'm being honest, I would prefer to see a new striker come in and see him get shipped out to be honest even though I do appreciate everything he's done yeah I think it's an interesting one obviously you said about disciplinary stuff there but also the fact of you look at um the way that Arteta's built your squad and it's obviously a lot of youth youth based he's he's old he's on high wages in Mm -hmm. if you could get someone in to replace him or whether you just like promote uh, Enketia and get him more games um I don't know, but no, I think <laughs> not that one. Not that. No, we saw that. his we saw his deadly striking ability against Forest. To be fair, um, uh-huh. so 
But yeah, you'd need someone maybe in as a replacement. Otherwise, you're just left with Lacazette as a striker. And... Yeah, who is he's doing a job at the minute, but he's not the long term. If you if he gets injured and you'd sold the Bamiang, then you're stuck with Inketia up front. Um, yeah. A little thing also, um, the Arsenal documentary thing is going to get really interesting. Obviously, the whole uh-huh. Bamiang thing, uh, losing to a certain side in the FA Cup, um, but also yep. the reports coming out of the Athletic that. Someone the in the yellow card thing. Yes, also you were betting like on games. Um, yeah, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm fully read into it, but I've seen people no, saying yeah, it's Jacker because he just keeps getting red card really? fun. Um, I don't know. That might be complete rubbish, but that's see things I've seen yeah, on Twitter. I so that's I not believe accurate, any of that accurate source at all. Anywhere. Um, no, yeah. but that's that's gonna be a really interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. also, um, obviously, I know you might not know quite a lot about it because of. It's the EFL. Um, Derby, yeah. I've been reading up before this in some of my free time about the problem that they're in at the moment. So they've got apparently two weeks to prove that they have got £5 million, I think the number is, to keep the season, mm-hmm. to keep them going for the rest of the season. Otherwise, uh, they will cease to exist anymore and uh, really? be liquidated, which is quite an issue. Um, and for anyone that doesn't really know, the problem for them is with takeovers, they've supposedly got three buyers, but um they're because they're being sued by Middlesbrough and Wickham for about 50 million pounds in total no one wants to take mm-hmm. on that debt and the club might not exist for however much longer so it's a really difficult situation um yeah I think it's partially self well mostly self-inflicted from Derby with Mel Morris owning them and messing them all around and then yeah putting them into administration but the EFL can't just let them off with it and go, yeah, you know what, guys, we'll just like let them go away because that's not fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it will be interesting to see whether someone takes over because I know Mike Ashley's interested. Which how um, could it how could it work in terms of like if they go into liquidation? Does that does the Derby County Football Club like is it cease to exist or is it just stay no- as nothing and then you can buy it again? But like you can re- resurrect it in future if somebody wants to. Like, I how think. Does it work? I think based on what happened to Berry, um, I think the Derby County FC would cease to exist, and you can't get it out again. But yeah, because like Berry have done, they're they're now like Berry something AFC, or they've changed their name, and but they've rebought the stadium. So I think someone could remake Derby and buy the stadium, but like Berry, they'd have to start in like the National League or whatever and work their really? way back up again because I think once they go into liquidation that's them that's the business gone and then you can't take take that no. over again but it's no. it, it's interesting because Derby are blaming the EFL the EFL are kind of being like well you've done this to yourself obviously like Middlesbrough are trying to sue them which is uh-huh. really interesting so I read into that and Middlesbrough are trying to sue them because when Lampard was manager um Derby yeah. came sixth in the playoffs and Middlesbrough came seventh and they were one point behind them uh, mm-hmm. But Derby that season broke financial fair play. Um, so Middlesbrough's argument is that because they unfairly, they unfairly, yeah. So Middlesbrough are suing for potential funds that they would have got if they won the playoffs, perhaps. Um, but That's then a bit of a stretch, though, isn't it? But then people are arguing why you could do that to anyone because Derby lost years ago in the playoff final to QPR and. QPR went up, mm-hmm. but got fined for financial fair play that season. So why aren't Derby suing QPR? It's all a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, but I can't see it 
going well for Derby, to be honest, because it's been going on for ages and they don't seem to be getting any further with it. Um, yeah. So, so I think we could be seeing the end of Derby there, which is uh, obviously sad. I'd rather see them just get relegated than disappear fully. Um, <laughs> but this is potentially the last Forest Derby match uh, in history. Uh, so we better mm-hmm. not lose it. Otherwise, yeah. it'll be a joke. Um, anyway. Is it this weekend? Yeah, it's this Saturday, so really big game for us. Uh, we need to win it, otherwise, yeah. um, just cry. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you like the video and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow us on there. And make sure you're following us on social media, on Instagram at finalwhistle underscore podcast for all the latest news and especially our new exciting announcement coming out very soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That was The Final Whistle.